Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Introducing Direct TV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. All right, I am here with Ian Sagdahl, um, currently a free agent uh, in the minor league system, was originally a, a Washington National. Ian, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. So we're recording this on the 22nd, a couple of days before Christmas. I have my festive sweater on because there's only a couple of days left before I could. Uh, I have to get rid of these and not wear them anymore, probably to the, <laughs> to the delight of my wife, actually, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But yeah, man, uh, holidays are fast approaching. Um, what are you guys uh, doing for Christmas? Uh, we're actually hanging around uh, Seattle this year. Um, my fiance is a uh, Seahawks cheerleader. So oh, okay. Sundays we uh, really revolve around football, especially if it's a home game. So um, the 26th, the Seahawks have a uh, home game. So she'll be cheering on the sidelines and uh, I'll be up in the crowd watching her. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was, I messaged you earlier. The Seahawks are not doing too well this season, but uh, I'm a Raiders yeah. fan. So I, I know disappointment like since I was like 10, you know, I think, yeah. I think 11 was the last time they had a winning season when I, when I was 11 years old. Right. Yeah. And tough news about uh, John Gruden. You know what? Yeah, I actually was kind of like I took that and I heard that I was kind of semi happy but also like irritated because it's just one thing after another Derek Carr is going to have I think his sixth head coach in like seven years or something stupid like that um but uh yeah I mean I was kind of happy because we had like seven more years of him <laughs> with his his 10-year contract like oh my goodness uh, Mark Mark Davis was he was uh, Mark Davis was, he was he was trying to get him hard so he gave him that fat contract and yeah man well, I was, you guys I was, got him but it, it cost you a pretty penny yeah, and then we got rid of Khalil Mack, we got rid of Amari Cooper, we got rid of all these good players, and I'm like, wow, okay. How many years left? And then he was out, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm actually kind of okay just because, um, while he's a decent offensive coordinator, I don't know if he's a good, like, talent evaluator. Uh, so I'm like, whatever. It is it is what it is. It's just hopefully next season we can finally get a decent head coach and see what we can do because, uh, yeah, man, watching bad football for trying to think so. 32 now so i was 12 so 20 years of just poor football <laughs> every sunday it's uh it gets yeah. kind of gets kind of old so i want to i want to start i want to have that feeling of of you had what you had in what like 14 15 and 16 when when your team was good and oh yeah we had the legion of boom 
Yeah. And then I live here. That's why we were good. That's right. It's right. Yeah. And then uh, we, I live near Wisconsin. So I have to deal with all the Packer fans and, and how they haven't had a bad quarterback since, you know, 30 years ago or something. So it's just non nonstop. But uh, yeah. Anyway, Hey, let's, I want to talk about, about your, your baseball life here. What got you into baseball? Did you know um, at a young age, you wanted to play baseball and was it something that uh, you were always into or was, or did you play multiple sports? Like what got you into the sport? Um, yeah, so I think what got me into it was when I was younger, I had an older brother and he was pretty into baseball as well. He was uh, a very good baseball player. Um, he actually, after high school, went on to uh, play fast pitch softball and ended up uh, going to the Pan Am games. I want to say it was like four or five years ago and played for team USA, which was pretty cool. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think I remember growing, well, not that I remember, but, um, (laughs) you know, seeing pictures when I was younger, just going to his, his games. And, you know, of course my dad throwing me some wiffle balls in between Mm -hmm. when he wasn't, you know, up to bat or if they weren't on defense or something like that. But that, I think that definitely was like the start of it, the introduction. And it just kind of, built off of that and um yeah i played multiple sports growing up i i was really good at soccer and Hmm. it got to the point where it was decision time whether i wanted to continue on with soccer or if i wanted to continue on with baseball and i i ended up choosing baseball which i think ended up being the best for me but uh i also played basketball in the winters and uh it was fun i i really enjoyed getting getting to play multiple sports i think it kind of kept the game fresh for me so it wasn't just 24 7 365 just baseball so like it is now <laughs> yeah so w- when it came to time for decision like either soccer or or baseball what kind of led you to decide uh baseball was it just more of a skill thing or just like maybe you saw more like stability in in baseball uh well you know it was like i was probably eight or nine at the time so i think it was more of where all my friends were going Hmm. and it seemed like everyone was picking baseball and all these other different sports and soccer just really wasn't you know a huge thing where i grew up i'm sure it's gotten a lot better now but um yeah it was just kind of like all my friends are gonna go play baseball so Mm -hmm. I definitely want to go play baseball with all my friends. So I think that kind of ended up. Where did you grow up? Uh, Wenatchee, Washington. Okay. So say, so West Coast. I grew up in California, uh, born in Oakland, raised in like the Richmond, San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. Um, so I grew up diehard A's fan. So I, I'm assuming you were a Mariners fan or you are a Mariners fan? Kind yep. Of? Yep. <laughs> okay. So, so you R- know. Rough you 20 under- years. I was going to say, so you understand like the rough, like, and I think it's harder with baseball though, because it's an everyday. Uh, it's not like football, where you know, once a week and you watch the game is over, and then you kind of like whatever for the rest of the week. Baseball, it's like every day. You're like, wow, uh, we could win, we don't win. Sometimes we lose close games. Uh, they've had good teams in the past. It's just, um, yeah, man. Uh, but like, so I, I can't. No, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say they're on the right track though. I mean, they got a lot of oh, young yeah. talent coming up, so. They're going to be exciting to watch as long as 
everything that they hope and dream about, like uh, Kellenic and Lewis. Mm-hmm. You know, if their their fruitions come true on those guys, then yeah, they'll be sitting pretty for the next probably five six years. Mm-hmm. I think the whole a a uh, AFC the whole AL West is going to be good with the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Texas Rangers, they went ahead and signed everybody. Uh, Simeon, uh, who else did they get? They got the, the shortstop, uh, from the Dodgers, Seeger, uh, yeah, Corey Seeger. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think they're going to be good. Who knows what Oakland's going to be? They just got a new head coach, they're probably going to fire sell, but uh, yeah, yeah. man, it's going to be a tough division because the Angels, they still got you know some stars, Trout's there, obviously, Shohei Otani's there. Um, and then the Mariners, they have a ton of young talent. Uh, so I think the AFC West, <laughs> AFC West, the AL West is going to be very, very stacked. Uh, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of young talent all around baseball. I feel like it's in a really good spot. I feel like uh, from NL to the AL, like it's just everywhere you look, lots of teams and it's kind of spread out too, which is kind of nice. Um, a lot of teams have a lot of young talent, which is really cool to see uh, the Rays with, you know, obviously Honor Franco uh, giving him a, a huge deal as well. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I, I think your team's gonna be good for for a while now. Hopefully, I mean, it's it's no fun going to a game, uh, uh, you know, especially in a Mariners game where you know they're not competing like they should. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the main issues that they're gonna try to tackle in this new lockout is make, making sure teams are actually putting out the best product they can on the field rather than you know, continually throwing out just just enough to keep people interested and continue mm-hmm. to make money off of it. Do you think so. you think there's going to be like a salary floor? Is that what you're, what you're thinking? I don't know what the answer is. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, I think mm-hmm. you guys, should, I think the MLB should do this, this, and this. But, you know, it's just, it's funny to me how over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, it, pretty much is like the same teams consistently mm-hmm. making the playoffs consistently you know winning world series i mean for god's sakes the yankees have how many worlds uh world series championships right right so it's just kind of like you know i'm not going to throw out specific team names but the smaller market um s- smaller market teams mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they just every year they kind of save the checkbook and just kind of put out the best product they can money wise. And it's just like, why not go out and try to win a championship every year? That's one of the things. Yeah. As an A's fan, like that's one of the things I think like just irritates me. Like I know for sure, like my sisters, like we've had many conversations about this, Uh, but just the fact that like uh, management doesn't want to spend the money. And I know until like recently, like the Rays were kind of like that. The Pirates are kind of like that. Um, The Brewers where I live here in in Wisconsin, they're, they are sort of like that. But then of course they, now they've signed a couple of bigger deals uh, specifically, Mm -hmm. you know, Yelich. Uh, But yeah, I I feel like many owners are looking at it as a business instead of like, this is a team that I own that I want to produce a winning culture a winning environment and win- get rings for my city which you know um i feel like i don't know like what i don't know i don't know how it can be fixed but i agree with you 100 that there's something that needs to be fixed because these teams that aren't there there should be maybe like a penalty for losing so many games or just tanking because like you, the cubs they wanted to lose a couple seasons of 100 loss uh went or 100 losses uh the astros same thing they went a couple of years with 100 losses um 
purposely tanking because they wanted to get these high draft picks and then it is but <laughs> it is what it is yeah i mean it's it's just kind of the culture of yeah. baseball right now and it's mm-hmm. sad that it's gotten to that point because you look back you know in the early 90s it's like look at how much the game has changed compared to now mm-hmm. i mean we have all these better cameras we have all this new technology that yeah. people are integrating into the game um i mean it's the game has definitely excelled mm-hmm. i don't know if it's excelled for the better um but you know with all these new stats coming out you have to wonder if it's gone too far um and it's kind of gotten away from just being a game I think it's very, um, how should I say it? It's, it's a business now. Yeah. And oh, for that's sure. how they're sure. treating it. And rightfully so. I understand that in order to make money, you have to put out a product. And mm-hmm. I just feel if you're going to do it, why not put out the best product that you can get? And yeah. when you show me these teams that have, you know, salary, uh, caps for the year of under a hundred million. I mean, that just tells me you're not Mm -hmm. trying, especially like when teams like New York are, yeah, they always exceed the luxury tax. So it's like, they're always paying these penalties, but it just shows the fans that you care. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. it just shows that you're invested and you're trying to win a championship. And I think fans get behind that. Rather yeah. than, you know, oh, we're always staying below the number. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to push it because that's going to cost us money. And it's like, right. it, if you win a World Series, your team is being broadcast through the whole world. Yep. yep. I mean, you can't tell me that there's no better advertisement than winning a World Series championship or winning an, a, a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, all these big games. I mean, there's you know hundreds of millions of people watching so it's mm-hmm. like I, I don't understand why you don't push to get there you know it just yeah it, it's maddening <laughs> it is it is frustrating and like i feel like as fans of teams that and I, I don't i personally hate the term small market i feel like every owner is a just rich right <laughs> they have a lot of money um and like oakland like the bay area how is that small market right we're in the middle of like we're 20 minutes from Silicon Valley. Like it's not, there's nothing small mm-hmm. about it. No. Um, it's just like a label that they're happy to be labeled with so that they have that excuse of, you know, we don't have to spend money because we're small market. Like, no, there's more people in the Bay area than there is in the whole state that I live in. If Wisconsin, yeah. you know, and it's just, uh, people it's... don't want to go watch bad baseball. Right. Exactly. At the end of the day, you know, not to mention, I mean, look at how expensive it is to go to a game. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even talking like the ticket prices. Like ticket prices are. They are what they are. are. Yeah. Yeah. But when you go in there and you have to pay $10 for a beer, it's like, you know, you're now limiting who you're trying to attract to your games. Yeah. And it's like the average American can't afford that. Yeah. Yet alone 160 games. I mean, no one expects you to go to 160 games, but it's like at the end of the day, it's expensive to go to these games. Yeah. I mean, you go to a cracking game now, it's $15 for a Modelo. Wow. Oh, yeah. You guys have a (laughs) a team now. Yeah. 
Finally uh, got one. How far do you live from the stadium? Uh, like, are, are you in Seattle or were you? Where, where we're you in a we're right above Seattle. We're in a city okay. called Ballard. So okay. it's probably like a 10, 15 minute drive from the stadium. Oh, that's not bad. I uh, no. I went there. When did I go there? I went to Washington um, maybe like eight years now, nine years ago for a wedding that, that I was in. Um, it was right near Milwaukee, or Milwaukee. It was right near uh, Seattle because we went to Seattle, spent a day there. Um, I know we saw some like waterfalls too. Like I don't, I'm not too sure where we were, but it was about maybe 30, 40 minutes outside of Seattle. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, Snoqualmie Falls. Maybe, yeah, it might have been yeah. there. Yeah, so somewhere around that area, we were we were there. <laughs> oh, it's it sounds it sounds like it sounds right. I mean, it sounds familiar. Uh, but yeah, like I remember, I was so excited because when I was there, I'm like, "Wow, this is really similar to like the Bay Area." I don't know if you, have you ever gone to California. I've been in the Bay Area a few times, like especially during college. But okay, um, it's it's been a while. Okay, yeah, I feel like I felt like it was very similar, like the vibe of uh, like the I guess you know of Seattle and uh, and in the Bay Area, like San Francisco specifically. Uh, like I saw the first Starbucks, like we didn't go in because the line mm-hmm. was like out the door around the, I'm like, nah, man, it's, it's coffee, you know, and it's I the love same coffee. everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I love coffee, but like, I mean, I'm not going to wait, wait there in line just so I can say I, I got, I got, you know, a drink from the first, from the first uh, Starbucks ever invented, but uh, right. yeah. Right. And then we saw like the bubble gum wall where you just stick gum. And, oh yeah. Yeah. That's nasty, dude. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who started it, but hey, no idea. But that's nasty. But like, yeah, we were there. We took pictures, man. Like, it was a, it was it was fun trip. Like, it was a really beautiful state. Like, uh, I really enjoyed being out there. Uh, now, of course, I'm, I grew up in the West Coast, but now, of course, I'm in the middle of the Midwest with uh, the snow and freezing. It's not it's not snowing now or today, but it's it's been cold lately. But uh, yeah, they're calling yeah. for snow here actually. Okay, it's supposed to get really cold this next week. <laughs> Does like it snow, does single it snow a lot out there? Um, not in the Seattle area okay. very much, but like my hometown, my hometown gets a good amount of snow. I mean, there's probably the last I checked with my parents, there was probably about six inches of snow on the ground. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We they, like... It's right against the Cascade Mountain Range. Sure. So. Sure. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. If it makes it over the mountains, it absolutely just dumps on Wenatchee. So. Wow. It's yeah. wild. I think we got like an inch here so far, and it's gone now. It, it doesn't last very long, but. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't last long, and whenever it snows in Seattle, it pretty much shuts down everything for about two days. And then it freezes a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So then that shuts it down for probably another day or two. Yeah. Until they can really figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's a nightmare when it snows here. Dude, no one see... knows how to drive. Yeah, I didn't see snowfall until I was like nineteen, twenty. <laughs> That's incredible to yeah. me. Yeah. I yeah. I've had teammates that I've played with that have never seen snow before. Is is like legitimately, I would have to drive to Tahoe to see snow and like we would go there for like a like a snow trip you know uh mm-hmm. with like my sisters and our family and whatnot and then uh, it'd be like once a year we'd make a trip out there to see snow and then we'd be like okay get get the the t- snow chains and all this stuff like this big old event and then now i'm like i just it's just it's a thing you know it's it's snow it's like it's rain it snows it's just yeah i'm so used to it now but uh yeah it's wild how i went more than half my life 
with never seeing like I saw snow like in Tahoe, but I never saw it snowing until like I think I moved to Wisconsin, which is uh which is wild. <laughs> that is wild. That's yeah, my sisters. My, yeah, my sisters still haven't seen snow fall. Every time they come here, it's uh either either just before the winter or or during the summer. So uh, eventually they'll come and see and see it. But uh, yeah, man, that is wild. That's, so that's crazy. Um, so you you mentioned that you were drafted by the Nationals. Talk to me about drafted uh, the day you were drafted. How was that experience? Uh, it was a uh, a bit of a roller coaster. Um, so I was going to be a senior sign. So okay. I knew I wasn't going the first day. Um, but I thought I might have a chance the second day. And after the second day went by and I still didn't have a phone call, that's when I was like, all right, <laughs> we're, we're in the last day. This is my last shot. Oh, man. So uh, what were I actually you had. Like, how was the emotions at, at that time? Uh, I mean, I was still excited. I mean, you know, after the first two days, you still have, I think they're, at that point there was still 40 rounds. Okay. So I still had 30 rounds to go, but it was still like, you know, you just want to hear your name called. That's all you right. want to do. Um, but I had one of my friends over and woke up that morning and we were just kind of sitting there watching the MLB network kind of, you know, seeing who was getting taken. And it got to like the 14th or 15th round and i finally i'd just been sitting there too long in my house i yeah. like, had to get out so i ended up getting in the car and driving down to a, a gas station to like grab a soda or something yeah. and while i was in the gas station my dad called me and he was like hey you heard anything like what's the word mm -hmm. and i was like i still haven't heard anything like I'll, you'll be the first one to know. <laughs> yeah. You'll be the first one. And he's like, all right, man. Well, hey, keep your head up. Like, you never know with these things. You know, just keep your head up. Whatever happens, happens. And I was mm -hmm. like, all right. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> like, I was just trying yeah. to, like, get off the phone. I was like, yes, yes, I know. Like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And, and right as I was about to hang up the phone with him, he goes, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. You just got drafted. And I was like, either he's pulling a really bad joke yeah. or he's serious. And so I took it, of course, at first as he's joking with me. Wow. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's <laughs> so mean. And he's oh, like, no, man. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. You just got taken to the Nationals in the 16th round, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I didn't get a phone call. I didn't – I had no idea. Huh. So – um, not 10 minutes later, I was back at home and I got a phone call from the nationals and they were like, Hey, you know, congratulations, you know, here's your, uh, flight information for, um, flying out to Florida, getting your physical and all this. So yeah, it was pretty cool though. Cause after, after I got drafted, I actually, uh, went to, uh, can't even remember the name of the store, but it was a sporting goods store. And I, I bought two nationals hats one for me and one for my little brother so mm. it was pretty cool yeah that's awesome so when you were in high school did you think was there a chance you might have got drafted out of high school or were you always pretty set on going to college i was pretty set on going to college i was really um 
small and um, <laughs> I, I was a late bloomer. Mm. So my senior year, I think I grew like three inches, oh, maybe wow. two inches. Yeah, it was, I grew really quick that way, but uh-huh. I was super skinny. I think I weighed like 150 pounds dripping wow. wet. So yeah, I mean, guys that normally get drafted out of high school, you know, they're usually above the curve as far as maturity and um, going through puberty and all that. So I wasn't there yet and I knew it. So I, I went to college and uh, my mom also went to Washington state. So she was pretty uh, heavily involved in helping me make the decision to go to college. So. Yeah. And, and you said you were a super senior for those who maybe don't know what that is. What does that mean? Because that, that term isn't something maybe the common like baseball fan knows. Not a super senior. I was just a sorry, senior. Not super, sorry, senior. Yeah. Yeah. I was just a senior sign. So oh, usually senior sign. a senior sign, um, you have no leverage because technically you can't go back to school for baseball um, unless you get hurt or something like right at the beginning of the year. So you really don't have any leverage when it comes to like negotiating. So, um, you know, usually the signing bonuses are a lot lower than, you know, you typically see with your juniors or sophomore eligible, uh, um, draft guys. So, yeah. Cause you don't have that leverage of eligibility. You're pretty much right. You, you don't get I drafted. Mean, you don't like have you're... that option of going back to school. So okay. yeah. Got you. Well, hey, I mean, you got drafted. Not very many people can oh, say yeah. that they got drafted. Um, I mean, I, absolutely. I was stoked regardless. Yeah. yeah, that's that's something you can hang your hat on just on that. The fact that, you know, you were good enough for a team to just look at you and say, wow, you know, we we want him in our in our system. Mm-hmm. Um, did your agent ever talk to you? Like, how does this all work? Like, were teams in contact with you saying that, uh, like, were the Nationals, for example, were they ever coming to you and say, hey, we're interested in you? Uh, we 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 may draft you at some point or were there other teams who maybe were kind of verbal about their their interest yeah so um during my time at washington state you know you have scout days you have scouts coming to pretty much every game um and over the years i had gotten to know a few scouts you know just from seeing them at the game so often and they give you like questionnaires and you fill them out, give them back to them, um, stuff like that to just kind of like get to know you, mm-hmm. you know, find out what your GPA is. Um, they, the, some of the questionnaires ask you like certain questions about your family. They ask you about, you know, have, has anybody ever been drafted before in your family? Um, you know, just kind of, basic questions just to kind of get to know what kind of person Mm -hmm. you are. Um, But yeah, the nationals were one of them. I think I ended up filling out close to 20 questionnaires through my four years. Hmm. And then as draft day came closer, I started to kind of get a feel for like where people saw me going in the, you know, draft and whatnot. So, um, I actually didn't get an agent until my third year in pro ball. Oh, okay. And he actually was um, 
he was representing one of the one of my teammates and he was down at spring training watching him and during the game i think you know i hit like a double or something and after the game he uh he approached me and was like hey i'm so and so or my my agent's name is dan he's like hey i'm mm-hmm. dan uh nice to meet you uh i'm so and so's agent you know mm-hmm. i was wondering if you had any representation and i said no so we ended up having dinner and i kind of got to know him and he was you know a perfect fit for me so we ended up uh, i ended up signing with his agency and i've been with him ever since that's awesome. How, how how was your big your first? Did you go to like not Arizona? What what where would you go to? When you West Palm drafted? Beach, Florida. So you went to Florida, okay. And then how was your first spring training? Um, that was actually I was really excited. I know that. Um, because <clears throat> you know after you get drafted, you go and play like two and a half months in short season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was my first introduction into pro ball. And I had no idea what pro ball was like. Um, Really had no idea what I was, like, stepping into, per se. So um, the first spring training was definitely, like, eye-opening. Just kind of, like, how much work it it actually is and how much work, like, you need to put in to make sure you're keeping up and staying at the top at your top level and so my first spring training i just remember you know waking up every day at 5 a.m 6 a.m and showing up there and it was just like whoa okay like this is what it's all about like Mm -hmm. this this is a living this is your job so you have to treat it as such so yeah it was it was definitely fun it was exciting um but definitely eye-opening and you know, something you don't really like forget. I mean, mm-hmm. especially because it was pre-COVID. So That's there were fans true. there. There was there was actual fans there. It's like we haven't had fans for the last two years, really. Yeah. On the minor league side, at least. Um, I know the big league side, they actually had some fans last year. but They, they didn't have fans at all in the minors this past season? They had them at our affiliates, but not oh, okay. during spring training. No. Oh, during spring training. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, spring training, spring, spring training for minor leagues was a little bit after. Yeah, it was um, like a month. Yeah, at, I can't well, remember. not a month, but basically a month after uh, when big league spring training started. Okay. Okay. So, wow. Yeah, yeah that's one thing I haven't done yet that I really want to do is go to spring training in Arizona. Um, I I always tell myself this this is the you know the the March that I'm going to go to or February or whatever it is that I'm going to go to spring training and it's something ever comes, something comes up and I haven't done it, but that's one I thing. Highly I highly recommend really, it. Yeah. I highly recommend it, especially Arizona because down in yeah, Florida, I'm not going to Florida. so far away. No, I'm not going. yeah. Like you can't go to multiple um, stadiums in a day. Mm-hmm. It's like every stadium is at least 45 to an hour away from each other. And I mean, there were some warnings like where us as players, we would have to show up at, you know, seven, eight o'clock in the morning to the facility and get on a bus and travel, you know, Mm. two and a half, three hours to Port St. Lucie and play the Mets. And that, you know, games in spring training usually last about three and a half hours. 
just because there's so many guys and it's there's no there's no real rules in mm-hmm. spring training so it's like you know sometimes teams would be would be hitting 10 guys so it's just like the game just kind of carries on slower and uh it's a lot slower yeah manfred so. would have a heart attack if <laughs> yes yes that's like his nightmare right wow yeah that's that's what I, that's what everyone always says they say you got to go especially arizona just just because like you can go to a's game a cubs game uh a exactly. Giants game like all with all in one day like it's just they're so close all the facilities are so close together um mm-hmm. what what is maybe some of your more favorite cities uh that you've played in once you were in the minors after spring training ended? Oh, man. Um, That's a good question. (laughs) I definitely really enjoyed playing in Harrisburg. Um, Their their whole setup is pretty cool. Um, I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, uh, the Harrisburg Senators. Uh, Their baseball field is actually – on an island in between uh, hmm. the uh, Susquehanna River. So, you know, there's a pretty long bridge that comes across the, the, the river and right plopped in the middle of it is a baseball stadium. I mean, there's the baseball stadium, there's a soccer field, and then around the island, they have a uh, little train track for like kids to ride. So it's actually like a really fun um, place to like take a family for a day, you know, go play. They also have a uh, mini golf, putt putt golf. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. It's, it's sweet. Yeah. So it's like a pretty cool atmosphere. You kind of feel, um, you know, like a, like an all-star when you pull up. Cause you're like one of the only people that can drive on the Island um and park there so anytime someone sees a car they pretty much know it's either a baseball player or somebody that works at the stadium so the stadium looks really nice like wow like you could see the uh, the water behind it Mm -hmm. that's yeah it's a pretty cool setup definitely like one of my top favorite places to play um When your business is starting its championship run, nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team. With Indeed, you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through March 31st. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. No matter how the last game went, Anytime you take the field, you got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, oh, man. Uh, there was a field that we played at. Um, I want to say it was in Greensboro. It was uh, a Red Sox affiliate, and they had like a um, – mini green monster which was pretty cool um 
Oh man, there's just so many that we've been to. When when you were um, in the minors, I know there's been a lot of like uh, eye opening um, experiences now, or like accounts being told, and fans have kind of shifted their views. Are there maybe their eyes are just have been open to like you know the struggles that minor leaguers have gone through? Um, what 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 have what have been some of the struggles like maybe like food or just like poor housing that you've maybe gone or experienced or seen people experience um, in your you know years uh, coming up through the minors? Yeah, well, so I've actually been really fortunate um, during my time with professional baseball. Um, the Nationals actually have done a really good job with uh, the host family situation. Um, now, whether or not that was the nationals who set that up, or if mm-hmm. it was just like the affiliates who set it up, whoever did it, they've done a great job. Um, I mean, starting when I showed up to Auburn, my first year, I had a great host family. Mm-hmm. Um, every year that I've been with the nationals, I've actually been with a host family at some point during the year. Um, <clears throat> Two years ago, I think was my first year that I actually got an apartment with four other guys. Um, so that was probably my like first kind of eye opening. Dang, this kind of sucks. Because <laughs> um, I mean, it, it was a two bedroom apartment. We had four total guys staying in there. Um, two two of them had bedrooms, and then uh, the other two of us slept out in the living room. And you just, you never know what's going to happen while you're playing. So at any point, someone can get called up and it's like, we're stuck with the rest of the bill. Mm -hmm. So there's no one to like help us out, even though we didn't cause the move, you know, Mm -hmm. the organization made it. And now it's, you know, on us to fill that spot with someone else who either comes up or, we either have to move out one or the other. So um, I'm really happy that they have decided to start paying for minor league housing. I think it's going to help out immensely. Um, Not only like um, with just having a house, like a a roof over your head, but like emotionally. Yeah. Emotionally, mentally. mentally. I mean, I, I think it's going to help out a lot of guys and it's going to help guys save money, which can help in turn go to like people that have families back home and they have their own places, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to help them provide more on that aspect. And I think that's going to in turn help them mentally and really help them on the field and not have to worry about where am I going to stay tonight or what am I going to eat tonight? Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. I think they're they're making the right they're taking the right steps and they're moving in the right direction now. Whether or not it's fast enough, yeah, <laughs> that that is remained to be seen. Who knows? But, Who knows? Um, it's 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 good to see them finally, uh, you know, taking a step in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. And with organizations now, like nonprofits, like uh, more than baseball, um, adopt a minor leaguer. I had the founder of that guy uh, of that organization come on um, a couple of days ago. Uh, it's just I feel like there's a lot more awareness um, mm-hmm. kind of around because I feel like fans even like they didn't really know the struggles. They just kind of hear like, um, 
maybe like the food isn't that great but you know then they, their response is you play a game right like you know it's you don't have to play the game you can just you know get a real <laughs> job or whatever right absolutely um, but the, and t- the only thing i would say to that is all we want is a, a livable wage yeah you know it's not like we're asking for you know a hundred thousand dollars a month we we realize it's minor league baseball we realize you know it's not you know the big leagues but all we're asking is a place to live during the season and you know maybe if you can help out with a gym membership in the off season yeah yeah i mean that's i have to be in my top physical shape you know you would think that they would help us out with that but i mean they do give us off-season workout programs but it's like you know a senior sign like me can't afford to go out and buy, you know, all this yeah. workout equipment that I would need. So then right. I have to pay for a gym membership. And it's like, <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of counterproductive here. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't you be helping me out with my training? You would think, your team? right? Yeah. You would think that they want to put the best product on the field so that they can then find the best players to kind of elevate instead of players focusing on you know what am i going to eat where am i going to live you know where am i going to sleep where am i going to work out they can focus just strictly on playing baseball um and then you know if if they're able to advance and they're able to advance if not then it's you know there maybe other choices have to be made but the fact that they have to focus on so many things other than just playing baseball is is kind of it's kind of frustrating and i feel like mlb is now finally taking that step of you know what uh, we need to really help out help out our minor leaguers more. So I'm glad that's finally happen, happening. Like you said, who knows how long it's going to take, right? Baseball is not a very mm-hmm. fast sport. You know, I feel like changes doesn't always happen or a lot of people are really opposed to change. So it's it's going to be something interesting to watch over the next couple of years. But I feel like baseball is finally heading in that right direction. Yeah, yeah. And I hope it continues to go in the right direction. Um, it's going to be really interesting seeing what happens with this lockout this year and um, what they decide to do with, you know, everything involved Mm -hmm. with baseball, because I I honestly don't think people understand what they're exactly talking about during these meetings and these, and during this lockout, because it's, it's not just about the money. Right. I know that's the big focus, but they're also talking about, you know, how long, um, how long a contract is when you first mm-hmm. sign it, because when you like service right time. now, yeah, well, yeah. how long a team can, uh, have ownership of your contract. Okay. Yeah. Um, because in the past <clears throat> it's been seven years, the, the, your first contract that you sign with your team, with a team is for seven years. So do I think it needs to be shorter? Absolutely. I think seven years of control for one player is way too long and Mm -hmm. they can end up down the line kind of holding them back, even though that they they could be ready Mm -hmm. and another team could want them. But just because they still have control, you know, it just kind of puts you in an awkward situation. Right. So I think, you know, you you shorten the amount of time that they have control to say five years 
by the time my contract would be up at 21 years old, I'd be 26 mm-hmm. instead of 28 or 27, whatever math is. <laughs> yeah. But you, yeah, you yeah, understand what I'm saying. Math. Like, yeah. at least I have an opportunity at 26 years old to go out and try to find another team because mm-hmm. I'm in, in baseball years, I'm still not that old. I'm right. starting to get old, but at 26, I'm still considered a fairly young prospect. But now you add two years to that and you're 28 yeah. years old. Then everything. teams, yeah, the, the tune of the song changes real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah, there's definitely things that need to be changed and hopefully it changes for the better. But yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned that you were a free agent. So we're, now what is your kind of plan? Because you were at the Nationals. Um, what what level did you advance to in their organization? Uh, the highest I got to was double A. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and like I said, with a lockout, it's kind of thrown a monkey wrench <laughs> yeah. into everything and kind of put a pause on a lot of signings. I'm finding it really interesting of how many um, big leaguers are signing contracts with overseas teams, hmm. which kind of throws up some red flags to me as far as how the negotiating process going. is going with the new CBA. Um, because I, in previous years, you just haven't seen this these many guys leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about leaving the best place to play baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously are number one. They right, have right. the most money. They have the best fans. I mean... <laughs> why would you want to leave that and go play over overseas somewhere? It just, it just, to me, it, it shows that things aren't as good as people think they are. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure like the two sides are just miles apart from where, where they need yeah. to meet somewhere in the middle. Um, I don't, it could be months. It could be, like, I don't even want to speculate just because it's kind of depressing thinking like we can go a while without, without baseball. But I think when and it's I all, I really said, hope that doesn't happen. For your sake, I hope it doesn't happen for a not, fan's not sake. Not just for my sake. It's just, you know, we're losing interest in the game. Yeah, you know, true. It's like point. I go back home and, man, it's, it's tough to field little league teams. Like when I was in high school, we had a C team, we had JV, hmm. and then we had varsity. And I went back two years ago when my little brother was in high school playing, mm-hmm. they were having problems fielding a varsity team. Wow. So there's just no interest in the game anymore. And I mean, there's so many issues with yeah, like the blackouts. Yeah. I mean, how are you supposed to watch a game if you don't have MLB network? Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't No, it's for sure. And I think that that's a bigger issue, right? It's not just like, the blackouts are one thing. It's the the interest that younger kids have in the game. Um, it's also marketing. Like we don't market our stars um, as well as other because everyone, everyone, no matter where you live or what, everyone knows who Steph Curry is. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows who LeBron is. If you see Steph Curry in the street, you would recognize him. If you see Mike Absolutely. Trout in the street, like I, who, the common person wouldn't recognize. Oh, that's Mike Trout. You know, Acuna. Like they wouldn't know these players. And I feel like baseball is kind of happy just kind of with the status quo of what they've been doing for so many years. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Like, yeah, you know, I, I think at some point there's going to have to be a change. And I don't, I don't know what it is, to be honest. Like, I don't know if this the, these negotiations are going to be like the fix, the cure. It might be like a longer issue, but um, yeah, I, something definitely. Same thought process as you. I think yeah. right now it's so bad that the best that they're going to be able to do is like mm-hmm. put a Band-Aid on it. Right. And I don't think the, the, the two sides are just too far apart. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think with those, it's just too opposite, you know, yeah. it, and I don't see them coming together at any point when it comes to like the money aspect mm-hmm. and, you know, the revenue sharing. I just, I, I don't playoffs. see it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see it happening because both sides are just so unwilling to work with each other mm-hmm. and it's, and it's causing a lack of interest in the game. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's, that's a fair, no, you're right. That's a fair point. Um, like you see other sports are thriving and like baseball is doing okay. Right. Like there's, you see the contracts being sent out and given out like baseball's in a good spot with the talent that we have now. Oh, but if absolutely. We don't, there's but more if we don't, money in the game than there ever everything. has been. Yeah. But if we don't capitalize on the, on these players, like it may be a generation in the future where we're not going to have what we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, because all these guys who are coming up, they grew up on the Jeters, the you know, um, all these players who were really big and like kind of were the thing. And then I just feel like it's kind of regressed, and or they just haven't been able to like seize this opportunity of like, wow, these guys are really flashy, these guys are really good, let's get their faces everywhere, right? You know, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know, it's, it's I don't know, it's, it's it's a really interesting like conversation. It's actually kind of depressing now that I think about it. Like I, I feel like, oh man, we're not gonna have baseball in a long time now. I'm like, oh man, what are we? I know, yeah. I mean, I'll know. Most people will know that baseball is back when they start viewing it as the NFL. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I that's never gonna happen. I so my I'm currently working in a baseball facility, and the other night. I had uh, a team come in and they were, uh, they were going to, they were doing a home run derby. Um, They had a, we have a hit tracks machine in our Mm -hmm. facility and you can do like a home run derby. So it tells you how far it goes. Um, You can hit in certain stadiums, really cool, cool machine. Um, But there's also a Thursday night game on Mm. and not even halfway through the home run derby contest Mm -hmm. they wanted to go play football Hmm. on the back turf rather than continue to play baseball wow and it's just like (laughs) okay i go for it but it just it just shows you how bad Mm -hmm. you know the interest is in baseball yeah there's just no like people whether it's marketing or the the words not getting to the right people mm-hmm. i it's just it's sad to see because i grew up wanting to watch baseball i yeah. grew up when you know back when the mariners were really good back in 2001 when they were going to the playoffs mm-hmm. you know that was exciting like i looked forward to any time i could watch a mariners game for sure and nowadays it's like I I've played now for six and a half years in professional baseball. I don't even want to watch baseball outside yeah. of baseball. Yeah. 
It's wild. And it's like, that's, that's not how it should be. Like I should want to watch, you know, other guys. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really funny to me because baseball right now is being played at such a high level. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so competitive. Right. But it's just like, you really don't see that. And I think people, they don't, they don't really see how competitive guys are. It just kind of looks so natural and so boring that they don't understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, it's trying to get more fan involvement during the games or I don't know, like having more home run derbies. Instead of just playing 162 games, maybe throw in like a few home run derbies because look at yeah. how much how much money they make on the home run derby now. Mm-hmm. They're giving out a million dollars to the winner. Yeah, a million dollars, and that's I saw where uh, who was it? Um, Pete Alonso. He's made more in home run derbies than he has as a as a player so far, which yeah, is that, uh, that, a whole other conversation. You, that should tell you how bad. Yeah, and how far apart both parties are. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's a whole nother conversation. But let's shift to something more more exciting. You mentioned you were engaged. How did that? Yes. How, uh, how long have you been engaged? Uh, let's see here. I proposed last October. So oh, we're man. coming up on <laughs> just over a year. We actually get married uh, January 29th. Of, that's my uh, birthday. No way. Yeah. That's what crazy. Odds. Yeah, January 29th. That's my birthday. All right. All right. Yeah. I won't forget that. Yeah, that's exciting. So tell me this because I'm, I'm curious. Like, uh, how, how did you propose? So, um, a little backstory of how I met my fiance. Okay. Um, three, what was it, three years ago? Four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, four years I'll, ago. I'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, I took my little brother to his and I's first ever NFL game oh, nice. and it was the Seahawks game. Right. Um, and so we got there super early, you know, we wanted to check out everything. Mm-hmm. So we walked around the entire stadium like three times, four times, checked out every square inch of the stadium. And, mm-hmm. uh, we were walking down one of the main concourse areas and my little brother, of course, spots two cheerleaders. And I can tell like, you know, they're doing some type of promotion or something. They're, they're doing something over there. And so he goes, Hey, you think they'll take a picture with me? I was like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta ask them. Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. yeah." So then we walk over there and of course we get over there and he just freezes. So I, you know, how how old was he? He was 15 at the time. Okay, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, so, of course, he froze. And I ended up uh, asking if they could take a picture with him. And they were actually selling um, their uh, calendar. So I ended up having to buy two of the calendars Mm -hmm. to take a picture with them. But turned Uh, out pretty good, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we took the picture. thanked him, went and watched the game. And then, uh, next day I was like, you know, I bet they have, um, Instagram. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll post the picture and thank them for taking a picture with my little brother. Mm-hmm. And then, 
I did that and she ended up commenting on the picture, you know, saying thanks for coming. It was awesome getting to meet you guys. Yeah. Yada yada yada. Yep, yep. And then uh I ended up throwing out a a, a DM later on and the rest is history. Yeah, that's awesome. Right on. Yeah. So so where did you propose that? Uh oh yeah. So we uh we dated for three years right yeah three years three years adds up i guess math that's hard yeah. it's late it's <laughs> right um ended up uh deciding on doing it at the uh, stadium okay. actually so i uh i got into contact with uh their team photographer okay and i had her make up this story of how they were going to come try on some jewelry for a photo shoot nice and i got her best friend who was also on the team um involved so she was in on this whole jewelry try on photo shoot so ended up you know meeting at the or having them meet me at the stadium they didn't know they were obviously meeting me mm-hmm. but um the photographer was there and got the whole thing so it was pretty cool the pictures were really cool that's wild that's awesome dude when i when i proposed uh dude i i uh so i went to this garden with my with my my sister was like taking pictures of us right mm-hmm. and so i had the ring and my sister wanted to take a picture with me holding it behind my back without like my then girlfriend seeing it so i had it behind my back right so she takes a picture and stuff and then i drop it because i was and I'm like, and then I hear it like ding, ding, ding. And I'm looking everywhere for it. Right. And, oh, and then no. like, I swear my, my wife saw, but she didn't. So I, I just kept walking and I told my sister, said, go, go find it, you know? So she was able to find it and, you know, kind of give it back to me. And then we kept walking for like maybe another 20 minutes. And then, you know, I ended up proposing, but dude, I swear like for a split second, oh. I'm thinking, do I just propose right now? Like, did she see it? You know? yeah uh, it's it's wild it's and you're oh. all you know like you're so nervous and everything you know so it's like oh, oh man oh, it, I, it was, I don't remember a, a word i said i don't either there's a there's a video that my sisters take took and i have no idea where it's at but uh um yeah it was, we had like a pr- surprise party like planned right afterwards and they were like playing it on the tv and stuff and like i was like oh my goodness like i don't even know i was like stuttering like it was yeah it was a mess man but yeah. it is what it is it worked out <laughs> it worked out well uh, she said yes, but uh, yeah, dude. This when I dropped that ring, like my life like froze. Like I was like, oh man, <laughs> this is a and like I swear, uh, her, like every like little ding ding, and I'm like, oh great, thank God and you weren't near water, right? Because you hear horror stories of like people like proposing yeah. and dropping in the water, and you're like, well, that's you know thousands of dollars on out. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was a flower garden, so it, it ended up being okay. But yeah, dude, that was one of the more frightening times of my life for a split mm, second and, and end up working out well but wow so let's end on this what is what is your plan uh let's say lockout everything kind of you know settles down what is your plan for this this coming season hopefully find a team and uh continue living on the dream <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's it. the goal i mean eventually making the big leagues yeah you know, is definitely the end goal but um you know it's just kind of a wait and see you know what happens with the lockout and mm-hmm. if, you know you can find a team that likes you enough right on 
Wow. Hey, I, I hope I think you'll be good, man. I think uh, hopefully everything works out for you. And uh, I really wish you the, wish you the best. I appreciate you coming on talking. Um, I know you're you're a busy guy and uh, I'm glad we were able to finally kind of get this this time settled and everything. But I do appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I wish you the best of luck. Have a good holiday. Um, and uh, of course, enjoy your wedding. I'll, I'll remember because it's my birthday. So I'll be like, oh, man, I'll send you a DM. But, like, you'll have, you know, congrats, bro. But uh, I do oh, appreciate, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. You have a great rest of your night. Yep. You too. And Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All right, man. I haven't really woken up. Oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, <laughs> I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.